Welcome to Business Breakthroughs, where business walls aren't barriers, but stepping stones. With hands-on advice, real-life examples, and stories that ignite, our coaches are here to help you shatter those walls. At the forefront guiding every breakthrough is your host, Neil DiPentino. There's Neil DiPentino here with Business Breakthroughs. I've got, I think, one of the most exciting shows uh, I've had in some time today. Some, at least I'm really super excited about the guests that we have. My guest today uh, graduated from West Point. He was an infantry, infantry officer. Uh, he entered the monastery, became a monk, and then later became a successful business person. I'd like to introduce today the founder of Monk Coach, my friend, uh, David uh, Duncavage. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Neil. I'm looking forward to uh, talking. Outstanding, to outstanding. I kind of, um, we've yeah. had we've had a couple of different conversations uh, offline. Uh, we we talked a right. couple of weeks ago. You told me a little mm-hmm. bit about yourself and your past, and uh, and then I took some time, looked at your LinkedIn page, and then we just had another conversation. And uh, man, I got to tell you, you're a really super interesting guy. So you started off at West Point, right? Yeah. So yeah, some people say I didn't make my mind up, but whatever. I just said, well, it's just okay. yeah. You know? It's not making mind. Well, up. please go ahead. Well, I think it's a it's a systematic type thing in the way I look at it. It's yeah. like and yeah. uh, and the things that you've done. You know, the, the one thing I think that the commonality and everything that I see that you've done. We're gonna get in this a little bit more. I want you to tell our guest a little. Or, I'm sure. sorry, our, our, our listeners a little bit about yourself, but. Um, I think in everything that you've done, you have to be very disciplined. And that's what I really, yeah. what I, what I got out of everything that I saw. But before we get into too, into too much, let's, let's learn a little about you, Dave. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, like you said, I'm a graduate of West Point. And while I was at West Point, um, well, I'll tell, I don't usually tell the story, but I, I, I get a kick out of talking to you, but I played football at West Point, so I was a linebacker, and I still have records and all that wonderful stuff. What after one of the games, we were running off the field, and people used to throw their chin straps to the group of handicapped children that would be there, and I always did that. But this, for some reason, I stopped and handed it to a kid who was severely handicapped, and it just drove me nuts. I couldn't get it off my mind. That's the thing that sent me to the monastery, just asking questions. Of course, when I got to the monastery, all I got was silence, and the monk taught me how to meditate. So, <laughs> you know, so I was uh, after I graduated, I was the infantry officer. Then I actually became a finance officer for a while, and then um, uh, when I got discharged, is when I joined the monastery. So, and then did a That's very special. short thing. So I was in the monastery for several years, and then I went to Japan to study, and I wound up getting. Married. Wow. So, and then I started the, the, my business career. So you've been you're really well rounded. So I mean, um, obviously this didn't all happen overnight. So you're in the military after West Point. You're in the military. You're an infantry officer for some time. Yeah. Uh, and then I think you told me that you were in the monastery for what six seven years after that. About and then went on years, to Japan, years, but I, you where know, you started several, seven, I used to go. or worked in several businesses, started several businesses. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what I mean, what takes a guy from West Point? To, okay. 
And, and so what, what, so what led, I mean, so now you're, you, you did all these things. You did the uh, West Point, you did the military, you did the monastery, then you did business. How do you get from point A to point where you are right now? Uh, well, when I was, uh, I'll back up a little bit because there's a lot to talk about, but I, um, uh, about third year in my doctoral studies at Harvard, Texas Instruments called me. And as the godfather said, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I had two kids and I was getting a little tired of writing these esoteric papers that the only people that read them were the professors. So, um, I accepted and uh, Texas Institute sent me back to Japan. Um, so I was in Japan half the year and my, and back in America half the year where my, my lovely Japanese wife raised our kids in a very, very active Labrador retriever. So, and um, so uh, after Texas Instruments, I joined, I was in with a lot of startups. Um, one company we were around 40 40 million we got it to 160 and i was in charge of uh, uh, business operations in, in asia and stuff like that so and then uh, most of my other positions were um in in tech uh, in the beginning mostly um semiconductors and then um i've also did work in desalinization and uh, superconductivity and so uh, I did a turnaround with another West Pointer and around 2017, we decided to, it's enough is enough. And um, uh, that's when people said, why don't you start coaching? And I thought about it and I did some training with some people. And uh, so here I am, that's, that's in a nutshell. I know there's a lot of cracks in that, that you might want to ask me to fill in, but yeah. um, that, that was, that was basically it. But um well, I'll, let me toss it over to you to see what direction you'd like to bring this in. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah. you started your business practice, your your business coaching. And uh, so what type of businesses do you generally work with today? Well, you know, when I started my, my coaching business, executive coaching, and I was planning to these companies, startups that need going to that initial initial hockey stick, so, so to speak, when brilliant founders start a company, um, there's a lot of things that have got to happen to bring it to the next level. So that's what I thought I would do. Uh, but then my first client was uh, an owner of a $900, $900 million real estate company that was re relocating from um, the West Coast to, uh, to the Austin area. And the one after that was I coached we coaching for over a year now. Um, he was a VP at JP Morgan. So it oh, wow. just went in a different direction. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm more interested in people that are looking to live a holistic, holistic life. Um, you know, okay. you don't have to strand in your family. You don't have to be a jerk to your business. There's a lot of great stuff on the internet now about leadership and I know Harvard and Forbes have written uh, articles based on neurological studies about how good leaders are also very compassionate and very empathetic. And that's a key part of the whole uh, mindfulness world and stuff. But again, that's I, I offer that to people because not everybody's interested in it. And um, there's dozens of different techniques out there, some good and some are kind of 
whatever. Um, but uh, so that's that's kind of where I am right now. Um, uh, is that answer your question? Absolutely. So I, you know, here's the thing. I I've always heard, and I always, and it's something that I've learned in my life, is that in order for you to be a good leader, you have to learn how to serve. Uh, oh would yeah. Would you say that that's a correct statement? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to serve, and yeah. you've got to you've got to have empathy. You got to have the ability to to be empathetic. You got to you've got to you know put yourself in their shoes, and you have to be looked more as a a teacher on steroids than you know some leader saying follow me up the hill. You know, right, uh, right. So it's really important to. Uh, the other thing is, I you see it a lot. Uh, pass the baton. You know, all leaders, and I'm not just talking about the C-suite or the VP level or the direct, anybody that has a small group of people, these leadership principles and principles of working together with people applies to everybody across the board. So once I think the leadership team gets that in their head, they can uh, uh, move their company along a little quicker, I think. So in, in a sense, uh, as a leader, you basically are kind of training your replacement to some extent in that, you know, yes, obviously always. you're not going to be around forever. Always train. And if you want the company to live on, you've got to train people. to. Yeah, do all, yeah you always got to be training your replacement. And um, I, I had to start for we were building this really interesting laser based inspection unit here in Austin. Uh and it required us to ignite a, a mixture of gases in thin air and uh, in a chamber, but we couldn't figure out a way to do it that wouldn't uh, contaminate everything because this had to be like really pure st stuff. And um, all the accomplished engineers were trying all these things. None of them worked. And we had a program in the summers where we'd hired in interns. So one of the interns was really interested in this project. And I, I said, hey, here's the, here's the ball run with it. Let's see what you can do. Make a long story story short, uh, after several months or maybe nine months, I don't know what it is, um, he not only fixed the problem, but got a patent oh, wow. for it. And uh, he was a bright kid and all that. But that happened because... When he was coming up with ideas, the older engineers that I also brought in, um, they were really encouraging of him, you know, because I handpicked them. And when you right. have a small star startup and you're growing, it takes a different type of engineer or executive to work in that environment. Uh, that's nothing against people that want to do and not have a nine to five job. I literally had to go into the plant on Saturday sometimes and throw people out because I said, you guys are all going to wind up getting divorced. And then I got to hire new people. <laughs> and they all, they all started, they all started laughing and stuff. But it's interesting to me that like a project that. Yeah. Good. It's interesting to me that a project like that uh, with that was so detailed and, and that you would entrust to somebody like an intern or whatever. I mean, that had to take, um, I mean, you, some probably people may have thought you were crazy for doing that, but I mean, obviously, uh, if you listen to other people and you get them involved, they're going to participate and you never know what you're going to come up oh, with. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, well at that time the company I was working for was a, 
very, very large, almost a billion dollar Japanese equipment company for semiconductors. So um, I had to, I could do whatever I want in America as long as I had results. Uh, All right. But I had, but again, I, I give a lot of credit to, you know, the senior engineers that saw the same thing I saw in this kid and kept fanning the flames because this wasn't the only other project. When we came up with an idea, we're building it literally from scratch. So there was a whole other, I mean, that was only one technical problem. We had a huge number of software problems and, well, not even say problems, challenges that we- Challenges, right, uh, yeah. And, and the product did well, did well in the marketplace. Outstanding. So let's switch gears just a little bit. Now we sure. talked about a little bit ahead of time about the monastery and about meditation yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and how in your practice uh, as a business coach, you work with business owners and, and mm-hmm. you offer them the opportunity to actually learn a little bit about this so they can use it in their business. Mm-hmm. How, what does that look like and how does that work? Well, a lot of I'm finding out a lot of the a lot of the people are doing some type of meditation anyway. If it's yoga or uh, transcendental meditation, I have this slide that shows a post with all these signposts. I mean, there must be ten or twelve different forms of meditation and people's interpretation of what they are, what it is. Um, the simplest thing I, I I told people, I said, you can kind of look at meditation like you look at athletic training. In fact, the Christian monks, thats they used the word ascesis, which it was uh, 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 used by the Greek athletes, meaning training. But whatever, um, you had to, um, with, with, this, with this group of people, you just really had to focus on um, what they want, what they need. So I focus on values are really critical for me. And what I find out is after we, we work through their values, work through the challenges of facing the values, and these values could be business and personal. It's up to them. And some of them put together enormous, complicated spreadsheets showing the interest. It was pretty, pretty interesting and stuff. So um, um, I don't know if that answers. It's, it's over, all over the map. In fact, the right. first I did a series of I did a series of monthly meetings for academy graduates who were um, running companies, and they wanted me to talk about mindfulness because they were all confused what it really was. So mm-hmm. that was really good. We talked we talked about time management and difference between mindfulness and meditation and all this other type of stuff because they wanted it. I don't see right. myself as going in and pushing something on somebody's head. I you know I offer it if it's interesting, you, you go forward go forward with it, you know, so, and it's different when you're a monk, you're meditating six hours a day and the weekends, maybe seven or eight, you know, it's a little different than if you're a normal person, you're not going to be meditating six, seven hours a day. Um, Right. If you are, it might be something like, (laughs) sure. It might be something as simple as like, uh, uh, like for my, for me, uh, I get up at about four 30 every morning. I don't have to be in the office till like nine or 10. Whenever I come in, I, I own the business. Mm-hmm. Whenever I come in, I come in. Um, I yeah. don't, I'm not that, I'm, I'm a little bit more disciplined than that. But um, I like to spend my mornings, you know, kind of easing into the day. And I use it time for meditation. I use it for meditation and prayer and, re- and, and, and reflection. So that way, when I get ready to go into the day's business, I can totally focus on 
what my task is at hand. So there's not all this other clutter going through my head uh, yeah. that, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of clutter that's out there. We're dealing with a lot of stuff, whether it be employees or. Whatever. Well, some of the neurological studies show somewhere around 12, some of them go up to 14,000 thoughts are generating your subconscious and flow to your conscious mind on a daily basis. That's a lot. 12,000 thoughts are hitting your conscious mind. So you can yeah. go nuts. You can, you know, you need like five paddles to keep knocking them away. And so what meditation actually helps people at um, is recognize you, you can't repress them. If you want to, rep if you repress them, you'll, you'll double the amount of thoughts to come up. You know, it's like pouring gas in a oh, fire. Wow. Uh, you just recognize yeah. them and just go on to the next. And that's in, depending on the meditation yeah. tradition you're in. It could be uh, just going back to your breath. And just every time your mind goes off, you go back to your breath. And that creates actually neurologically new neural pathways. And so scientists are getting pretty interested because this stuff that monks have been doing in all religions for thousands of years seem to have, uh, seems to have a very strong um, scientific background to it now that they can measure it. So, so it, uh, yeah. I don't know. There you go. It kind Did of it's kind of amazing, question? you know, that we're always looking for. You answer the question, fine. Yeah, absolutely. You're answering all my questions just fine, David. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, right. But it's amazing to me, yeah. amazing to me that um, you know we're always looking for these new ideas, the next new thing, right? In terms of how we yeah. operate a business, how we live our yeah. lives, how we do this, how we do that. When all all we got to do is look, you know, back. We were talking about thousands of years of history and meditation, uh, that type of thing. It's always been there for us. It's, uh, but we don't, you know, we, we got to look at the new stuff instead of the things that, you know, have worked for forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, th there's, th there's a fair amount of misunderstanding out there what it's about. It's not about feeling happy and whatever one with the universe and stuff, but it's not about that. You've got to go past that. Uh, just um, live a full life. So when people are around you, they want to be around you because they're you're giving them a lot. Um, right. And you're not just giving them because you're forced to give it. It's just who you are. That's the big. The other big thing uh, um, I'm strong on is is the place of compassion. And that too is being picked up by a lot of these medical magazines right now. I think was it Forbes had this article going on about um, the the basic. Oh, it was a Harvard, it was a Harvard medical study. The basic thing people uh, really need as a leadership is compassion. Um, and actually, that's the same in the army. It's just that people always get focused on you know the you know, the guns and jumping out of airplanes and all that. They, they don't know what it's like. So at West Point, I mean, we got it from all angles. Plus, 17-year-old kids getting to jump out of airplanes and blow up bridges. Hey. <laughs> kind of cool. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, you would have get me. Uh, uh, my wife laughs at me because I get up on top of a tall building. You know, it's, I get a little fluttery. She goes, how could you have jumped out of airplanes and helicopters and all this stuff? I said, well, I had two parachutes. If this one didn't work, I had another one. So up here, I have nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. That's funny. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I was, I served and, uh, I remember when the guys were, uh, going around the, you know, asking people if they wanted to, you know, uh, jump out of planes, join airborne. And, uh, I think I can't remember if I got this right. They said like as a three week training said, uh, the first weeks they separate the men from the boys. The second week they, they serve, they, they separate the men from the idiots. And the third week, the idiots jump. Something like that. Anyway, and oh, I really like that. That's really good. <laughs> well, I I, but you people, know, I used to tell people in our first jump, I didn't realize there were so many Christians in my class. Everybody was blessing <laughs> themselves, and you know, you, then they opened up the door and you got to jump out into the clouds. Oh, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no, I. I, yeah, I passed on that one. I, uh, I actually, I did step in line to get in my drill sergeant to grab me by the neck and pull me back and nah, this is not for you. So I'm like, uh, I was a little disappointed that I did it, but at the end of the day, I had an opportunity later in my life to, um, do like a tandem jump. And, uh, oh. I decided that, you know, uh, yeah, I like the ground too much, but I don't want to hit it too hard, but I just like where I'm at right now. I'm good. So good for you though. Appreciate your service there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so. So we talked a little bit about meditation. We talked about the businesses and, and now you have your coaching business. And uh, so are you, uh, are you looking to expand that business or are you? Well, yes, because I, I started uh, about 2019 uh, doing training and getting things up. And I had a few initial clients and stuff like that, but that's my focus right now is, is, is coaching. Um, okay. Uh, right now. Because I think that's where I could really help, um, you know, a lot of companies. You know. Sure. Got a lot of stuff up here, you know. Um, and it's nice to share, yeah. be able to share it. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, and you I know, gotcha. this is a, you, you've, people have said this, not just me, you, a lot of people have said this, is that when you really teach something in your gut, that experience actually becomes deeper for you. Because mm -hmm. experiences are made to be shared. They're not made to yeah. be, you know, sit, sit. people got to miss things that, that monks sit on mountains and just look at their bellies and that's all they do. It's, it's, it's very, very, the reality is very different. So, mm -hmm. um, but anyway. It's a, you know, it takes a lot of discipline to be able to do anything that you've done in the past and, and really for businesses, um, whether or not they are, uh, you know, interested in doing meditation or, uh, or, or whatever, I mean, just the discipline that you can help them with, you can bring to the table for them to help them run their businesses more smoothly and, and more yeah. effectively. I think that, that yeah. means a lot. And there's probably, you know, uh, there is a, there's a, a, a kind of a, a, a pretty strong generational shift right now. I know my son is, what is he? He's like 32, 33 and brilliant. He went to MIT and, you know, he's a, doing a software thing and uh but that generation they are looking at this this whole world that we came from a little differently right now and i think it's good um and so they're looking at you know meditation and stuff like that but my fear is they're looking at more as a tool mm -hmm. in a sense it is but in a sense it isn't you know mm -hmm. now as far as you as most people who are busy there actually are neurological studies that show that even impact on your on your brain so and i tell people you get up in the morning you're making coffee meditate while you're making coffee mm -hmm. you know or just start put yourself in that mind if you can't sit down and 
have a 20 minute session, that's not the end of the world. Right. Uh, but after they do it, after they do that for a while, it becomes part of part of who they are. Um, they begin to see other people differently. Um, and they're able to listen because I don't know about you, Neil, but a lot of times you're in these, um, these meetings and uh, you're not, most people, most people go to meetings planning how they're going to convince everybody that their ideas are right. I mean, I did it. I do it too. I mean, everybody kind mm-hmm. of does that. You know, you think I'm right. You, your goal in that meeting is to tell everybody, you know, um, the right way to do it. Or you go in with, oh, God, that's John. He's going to talk about yada yada again. I really don't want to be in this meeting. Where I was really strong on, on um, when, I, when I was in the C-suite, even below that, uh, to make sure people... Um, you know, shut their mind, shut up and started listening to people. Uh, because sometimes somebody says something that's really off the wall. And then like two hours later, somebody goes, you know, I know this didn't have anything to do, but I kind of thought about that. That's kind of a normal thing, on, you know, um, brainstorming and stuff. But um, I think we're headed for a substantial, not, I don't know, substantial, it's too dramatic, but you know, a fair amount of change over the next um, five to 30 years is my guess, you know, so. so well, we'll you know, I, I hope I'm around to see that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just see my part as trying to give people, and I hear I'm going to use the word I didn't want to use, have the, the tools or the knowledge to go, go, because all this, all this, these traditions, uh, Business practices are very different than being, I was in a Japanese company for 10, 15 years, very different than a Japanese company working for uh, Texas Instruments, America, VFTI, Japan, but it's very different. So uh, even with different cultures and communities, you have to, the leadership issues are a little different. They're the same, but they're a little different. The cultural, and of course, linguistically, obviously, but. Uh, sure, yeah. It takes a lot to learn Asian languages. I mean, East uh, European languages, you kind of guess your way through because all our adjectives and they all kind of fall there. But, you know, Japanese or Chinese, you just look up at it as gobbledygook unless you spend several years studying it. So, but. Actually, that'd be difficult. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've come to the end of our time uh, today. And listen, I really appreciate you being on the show. Got a lot of insight from you. Uh, and and uh, if uh, our listeners would like to get in contact with you uh, to find out a little bit more about your, you and your business, how would they go about doing mm-hmm. that? Well, you could uh, uh, contact me by my email, david at monkcoach.com. I also have a website, uh, david at monkcoach.com. Um, and there are buttons there you can click and go contact me. And if you want to have a uh, you know complimentary meeting and just get together and talk. That doesn't mean you're going to sign up to become a student, but you're just curious about something, please. You know, I can send you, you'll, you'll get my calendar and find something that's convenient for you and me, and I'll be happy to talk. Outstanding. So. Well, again, thank you very much for being a guest on our show okay. today. Uh, Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out on titanmediaworks.com. 
Uh, that's Titan uh, Media Works, works with an X. And also check out our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network, Small Delivered, uh, Small Business Delivered, uh, not com. Man, I am like struggling with my words today. I apologize about that. But join us again next time. Until then, thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.